Or yeah. not started yet. What's up? It's not started. Well, we're we're, we're about to start. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the number of times Madison's asked me that too. I don't know. Haven't uh, started. I'll keep you updated. That's Are you done work? No. Well, there you go. You still got to work, huh? Never. All right, I'll talk to you later. Welcome back to episode six of FLFFFL podcast. It's your host, back at you, Matthew Honeycutt. And again, joined with co-hosts, John Lassie and Will Myers. Guys, how are y'all doing on this great week six? Oh man, I uh, I I lost. I lost to our commissioner and podcast host. So you know, I'm doing about as good as you can be, all things considered. But not a great week for me in fantasy. Yeah, bummer. Well, what's going on? Yeah, you know, there's this age old saying. That fantasy football giveth and fantasy football taketh away. And this week, fantasy football taketh away my starting quarterback and my starting running back. But, oh, did it give me an abundance. Oh, that Monday night game was amazing. Incredible. It was incredible. Can I confess something to you guys? Go for it. I had no idea it was happening. I was doing stuff around the house. I wasn't watching football. I was down by 70 points. I thought, there's no way. You know, and I checked my phone at 11 and I saw that I won. And I was like, this is unbelievable. And I was super jacked. So I stayed up and rewatched the game because I had had (laughs) shockingly recorded it. And so I rewatched the game and got to see what happened. But it was amazing. I was shocked. I mean, incredible comeback. You had... I think a total of five points between your quarterback and running back. Yeah, they they both got hurt like in the first yeah. quarter. Maybe Daniel Jones got hurt early, early in the second quarter. Um, but yeah, I was I, I thought, oh, my starting quarterback and Saquon Barkley are are hurt early no in way the game. I, no I way, like, I there's no way. Yeah, no way. And like, I had a decent week. Some of the players performed really well, but when you lose your starting quarterback and a running back of Saquon Barkley's caliber that early in the game, you know, there's no way but somehow fantasy football finds a way you know it is crazy i mean it's pretty amazing i feel you i i actually uh lost my quarterback as well and so Mm. bummer but still pulled out the win somehow it was good well guys great I'm, i'm glad you're back with us tonight and um Let's hop right in. Let's get some maybe quick takeaways from last week. Uh, John, you want to kick us off? What do you got? What did you see? Yeah, so, uh, I mean, I, I noticed, you know, we the fantasy football world, especially I think running backs, I mean, really all over, I mean, all positions have been, there's just a lot of injuries going on, and you hate to see that in fantasy. But uh, we've had several guys, uh, and five in particular I'm going to point out real quick, just have backup running backs, you know, that some of these we knew, uh, maybe not some of them, one of them for sure we knew would be, would do well as a backup um, in that situation. And then there's some surprises in here, I think too. I mean, so you got Alexander Madison who scored 27.3 this week in place of Dalvin cook. Um, 
one little note on him. I, I have him on my team and um, he's been played. He started two games done really well, both games and I've lost both those weeks. So I haven't even been able to capitalize on having a backup, you know, who I got way late in the draft um, playing as a starter. Um, mm-hmm. um, uh, Booker scored uh, 20.8 in, in place of uh, Saquon Barkley. Hubbard got 19.4 in place of my guy McCaffrey. Uh, Samaj P. Ryan had 18.3 uh, in place of Mixon, right? Is, isn't he on the, the Bengals? I'm, or I'm yes. That. Yeah, he is. Um, yeah. And then um, Williams in Chicago, you know, in place of uh, David Montgomery scored 16.4. So you, you like to see that. I mean, it's, that's good. You know, that um, these guys are our backups and kind of insurance policies to their, their starter, but that they all kind of stepped up and performed well this week. Yeah. I mean, those are great points. I mean, one thing I would highlight and kind of pose the question like Madison, I think he's truly when he's in, in and cook is out, he is an RB one. I mean, definitely. Yeah. And, I'm hoping that the league notices that. Will the Vikings keep him around? Uh, yeah. Or will he get his own gig somewhere? And I think then we'll see, like, man, he he can produce at an RB1 level. Yeah, definitely. And and that's something I've always – I'm always hesitant to know, like, if they change scenery. You know, if he were to go somewhere else, would he do as well? Um, I don't – you know, I'm don't, not knowledgeable enough in football to know – is the scheme in uh, Minnesota just suited to him or, you know, is he a system running back? <laughs> Not that I don't know if they, anybody is, is a system running back, but you know, any San Francisco running back is a system running back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, Will, what's your take? I mean, he's been every time he started over cooks, he's produced like RB numbers, RB one. Yeah. Numbers. I think, I think Minnesota's just sitting pretty, you know, there's a few like that Cleveland, Chubb mm-hmm. and uh, and Cream Hunt are both. I mean, Cream Hunt's been amazing so far this season. Chubb's been just who he typically is, which is really good. <clears throat> and even you're, you might be seeing it a little bit in uh, Green Bay as well, where AJ Dillon had 18 points this week, and it did not really come at the expense of um, Green Bay's running back. What's his name? Oh my gosh, Aaron uh, Jones. Aaron Jones. Yeah. Wow. So I know that's really bad, uh, but like I think. But if, the, if I were Minnesota, I would start to try and work Madison into the normal game flow with Dalvin Cook because you're right. He's obviously a really good player. He's always produced uh, when he's had the opportunity. And so I think Minnesota might – I mean, if I were looking at him and his production whenever Dalvin Cook's out, I think, hey, maybe we need to give this guy the ball more, whether Dalvin Cook's healthy or not because he's really mm-hmm. quite, quite good. Yeah, and that's what I was just going to say. All those other – uh, duos that you named, they get a little bit more even touches. Yeah. I mean, and I guess that's my point, right? Maybe Madison deserves. Yeah. I, not, I think so. not necessarily a split backfield, but he deserves to be in the game more than he is when Cook's healthy. I mean, I, I really think they could be more of like a Chubb hunt combo. Maybe not just like that, but closer to that than what, right. how they use them. Yeah. I think what's hard about that is I, I feel like you have, you know, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are both – I mean, you know, Nick Chubb isn't as much involved in the passing game. I mean, he'll get receptions, but Kareem Hunt, as Will said before, is like an automatic, you know, five to eight receptions a game. Madison and Cook are both 
I feel like pretty similar in their style of play. Yeah. So, I, you know, it'd be, it'd be a little bit harder in Minnesota, I think, to get them both involved at a level where they're both starters at like, like, um, Hunt and Chubb. And we'll talk about those later. So don't steal my thunder too, too much more. Um, okay. but, um, you know, it, it would be tough to, to get Madison more involved, I think, um, or as involved as that, at that level, but he's, yeah. he's a great football player. I mean, it's, it's fun to watch him play and I've benefited, you know, or I, I didn't benefit as far as getting a win from drafting him, but, um, I, I always like getting to put him in, um, when, when he does get to play. So, yeah, for sure. Well, interesting there. We'll, we'll see if, how that pans out in the future weeks as far as touches go, but, uh, will, Hit us up with uh, what's your quick takeaways from week five. Yeah, I think there's been a couple rookies that have really stepped mm, up. Definitely. Jamar Chase being one. Uh, the whole thing where he like, couldn't catch the ball at the beginning of the season is hilarious because the guy just makes plays, and he makes a lot of them. And we've talked about him a little bit, so I'm not going to go too deep into Jamar Chase, but currently he's sitting at wide receiver seven. Um, last year, Justin Jefferson from that LSU team was – the best wide receiver for rookies. I think Jamar Chase is the next best one. I mean, he's looking at a legit shot at being a pro bowler this season. Uh, he scores a touchdown a game. He is, he's just amazing. So um, yeah, he's got five, five touchdowns on the season in five games. So he's been great. The other one who I wanted to point out and uh He's a little bit of a maligned rookie, but Kyle Pitts had a great game this week where he scored 28 points. So mm-hmm. um, not going to talk about him too much either because um, everyone, I mean, the guy was incredibly talented, but he's maybe he's starting to pick up the pace here and get accustomed to what NFL is like. And then hopefully we'll see him produce uh, in the future. Yeah. I mean, and with that word that you're saying, as far as rookie goes, I thought you may hint on him, but Najee Harris, I mean, he, he is acting like he's not a rookie first off. Uh, yeah. And he's, and I, obviously I have him on my team, but he, and he is amazing. Uh, and he will probably be rookie of the year if this keeps going. Now Jamar Chase has got a legit shot as well, but Najee Harris is just so involved in Pittsburgh. I mean, every, every play he's in now, he actually got a little banged up in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week, but I think he's going to be fine. I think it was just cramping, but he's just so involved. Like Christian McCaffrey in Carolina, where he's in on every play, first down, second down, third down, up by 20, down by 20. It doesn't matter. He's going to be on the field. So Najee Harris is the same way. He, the usage for those get for Najee Harris is just off the charts. Yeah. I mean, he had the most, uh, he mo- most rushing attempts he's had all season in that game at 23. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. passing what is heavy, but he, I mean, he's just going to get his touches regardless. Exactly. So yeah. interesting. Well, that's, that's great. I mean, yeah, Jamar Chase has, man, he has looked really good so far. And it's just crazy because he was talked about early on, but it was definitely the other uh, Bengals that were highlighted. Um, do, you, do you mean like before the season or around the draft time? Yes. Yeah. Well, I think I think everyone was like, "Oh, Jamar Chase is going to be great," and then the preseason he started dropping a few balls, and everyone's like, eh, "Maybe he's not going to be great." But I, you know, if you look at the defenders he went up against in 2019, the last time he played college football, he made um, 
uh, Trayvon Diggs look foolish several times when LSU played Alabama that season. And we all know what Trayvon Diggs is doing. He might be the best defensive player in the NFL right now. He's looking I mean, incredible. He, yeah. He's doing yeah. amazing. And Jamar Chase made him look foolish several times. Like he did the same thing to AJ Terrell, who was the first round pick of the uh, Falcons uh, after that 2019 season, 2019 season as well. He made those guys look like they had, they didn't belong on the same field as him. He was that good. And so I think it was really overblown preseason. Oh, he can't catch. He can't catch. The guy almost never dropped the ball in 2019. I think he probably just had some rust from not playing, you know, live action football for over a year. But I mean, he is just so freaking good. He is so good. He'll be really good for a long time, I think. Yeah, it's looking like it. We'll see. It's early, but he's looking good. Uh, as far as mine, my quick takeaway, uh, and this is kind of despite a person in our league by posing this question, but do the Dolphins have a fantasy-relevant player? That's a question. No. For all of us. No, hard no. Hard no. That's and funny. and I, I, I agree with y'all. Which is like, <laughs> we actually have a team in the league that literally has nobody on their team that brings any fantasy value as of now to the fantasy world. Is like, help me think through it. Has that been the case? I know Dolphins haven't been great the past few years, but have we been able to say that before? Like, there was a team that just didn't have anybody. Yeah, but the Dolphins, maybe it was two years ago when they were like terrible, I guess, before they drafted to, uh, they had Devontae Parker in 2019. He was he was relevant, absolutely relevant in fantasy. Um, but no, I don't I don't know if we've ever had someone where it's like I don't know if there's even an option as a flex for anybody on this team at all. Yeah, but that might be something to look at. Just looking at lowest, you know, points for a team in fantasy for a season. Yeah, for sure. It's just an interesting. That's kind of my takeaway. It's I I got to benefit, not benefit, he was on my bench, but I picked up Miles Gaskins, and he had an incredible week. I don't know how much of that will stick. We'll see. But it'll be great. I, I don't know if it's going to stick. On I mean, who knows? You know, they're – I'm just bitter because I dropped him, and right after I dropped him, he freaking goes off for 31.9. And I'm, I'm pretty sure all four weeks I had him starting at least in the flex – and then, so it's, it's, you know, anyway, I'm not going to go into that, but he has a total of 60, 63.8 fantasy points. And he got 31.9 of those this week. So great. That's amazing. That's a, that's a Joe Mixon story. If I've ever heard one and you know, we all know how we feel about Joe Mixon and I would take Joe Mixon over miles Gaskin. So, Oh yeah. 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 Well, and there, there's another player that I, has an interesting tidbit. I'm not going to steal anybody's thunder and we'll talk about him later, but the, the amount of uh, gaps that he, uh, what's the, what am I trying to say? He rose so high up in it by this one game he had, and he may stay up there for a long time based off this game. And we'll talk about him later, but it's just crazy when you can have a big week, what it does to your numbers and yeah. how high it takes you up the rankings. Um, I'm, I'm sure that will balance out at some point, but right now it still makes up a lot of ground. Um, any any other last takeaways from week week five? 
Before we how about on. how about? Uh, I feel like there was a lot of missed field goals. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness, <laughs> dude! Oh, did y'all watch the Packer Bengal game? Yes, it oh, was nuts. So I, I root for the Bengals a little bit, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, you know, whatever. And I was like, this is insane. I mean, Mason Crosby had gone like two seasons without missing a regular or something. Or he made, maybe he missed one over the last two seasons. And he missed like three in like 20 real-time minutes. I was like, this yeah. is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it was, that was crazy. It was yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. And I was like, I was, I was hoping for OT because I was like, Adams can get some more points. And yeah. I, didn't throw, yeah. <laughs> I didn't throw it to him at all in OT. So, well, that I was mean. something else. I mean, right. It was, I think I mentioned to you the other day, Honeycutt, but they did, it happened again. Um, where Aaron Rodgers gets the ball back with like 30 seconds or even less. Yeah. And they don't guard, I mean, like at the end of the game, Adams had like a 30 yard reception. It's like, how do you, as the Bengals and then whoever they were playing, San Francisco, weeks ago that we, we brought that up a couple weeks ago. Yes. When they were How do you let that happen? Absurd. You cannot let the number, like one of the best wide receivers, just get a risk. Like, I mean, he's defense, probably the best crazy. wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah. And we're just, you're just letting them run through the middle. And I get it. I get they're like trying to prevent the big play, but in trying to prevent them from getting a 40 yard reception, he's getting like a 35 yard reception. Oh, that's really yeah. helpful. Yeah. And you just can't let a, a great quarter, a smart quarterback. I mean, he's going to dice you up if you give him that space. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's like they're not playing against Sam Darnold here. They're playing against Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Which Sam Darnold's had a good year. Yes, but he is not Aaron Rodgers as that far is, as smarts, you know? That is very QB smarts. Yes, for sure. Josh Rosen, though, he's a pretty smart guy. He might be as smart <laughs> as Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, UCLA, right? Is that where he came from? Uh, yeah, he came from UCLA, but I think yeah. his like grandfather was like a famous, maybe mathematician at Princeton or something. Some like he comes from a very intelligent family, apparently. Interesting, um, but yeah, and he chose football poorly, I guess. Yeah, and he probably put in like thirty million in the bank because he was a first round pick from That's a signing true. bonus alone. So you could do worse. Where is he now? Is he a backup somewhere, or is he, he was, just out of the league? He was with the Cardinals for a while, but I don't know if he's still there. <clears throat> I think he's uh, he's Atlanta Falcons. Okay, wow. so. behind he's behind Felipe Franks. <laughs> is he really? Yeah. Jeez. Get that dude connected with Cordero Patterson. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Goodness gracious. <laughs> I was hoping we'd make it a whole episode without saying his name, but oh um, no, we're gonna say it. <laughs> we'll go. Well, guys, let's move into. We're gonna run pretty quickly through the top four players for each position ranking. So hang in there with me as we move pretty quick. But our quarterbacks, we have Tom Brady hanging in there as the old guy, still at number one. Patrick Mahomes is number two. Three is Josh Allen, and four is Justin Herbert. So we got some two new guys that we figured would be up there and they are um rbs number one king henry still hanging out at the top and there's still a pretty big gap i think 18 to 20 points between one and two and two is austin eckler he is putting in some great weeks in a row i'm going to talk about him a little bit later number three there's another almost 20 point gap between him and number three too which is nuts yes crazy number three is um I don't want to say his name, but a uh, uh, guy with no name. Uh, anyways, Patterson. Yeah, there you go. Patterson is at number three. And then number four, potential rookie of the year candidate, 
Najee Harris is RB4. Um, wide receivers, Cooper Cup still hanging in there. Um, can y'all help me? What's the difference between him and number two? Is he still hanging on to it pretty? Uh, Cooper Cup it. total has, uh, is this right, 120 fantasy points? And Mike Williams is 118. Am I seeing that right? Uh, I don't have it pulled up. That's what I have, yep. Yeah, okay. that's right. Okay, so not much. Not much. Uh, and then, They're like we said, the gap. Yeah, yeah. The gap. so it's Tyreek like Hill. Tyreek Hill's right there with 117. Devontae is 115. Debo has 112. So the wide receivers are pretty closely stacked. Like Cooper Cup might not be there at the top next week. So, yeah, we'll see. He's going to need to put in some other big, big weeks. But again, let me run through that wide receiver one, Cooper Cup. Two is Mike Williams, still hanging on strong. Three is Tyreek Hill, which he bumped down a spot. And then my boy, Devontae Adams, is in the top four and he's looking strong. Love it. Uh, and then to round it out, we got our tight ends. Kelsey, still number one. We got a new guy in the mix at two. We have Knox. Dawson Knox from the Buffalo Bills had a huge week, and that put him at number two. Three, we have uh, Waller. Uh, and then four, Dalton Schultz is still hanging in the top four and getting pretty good volume. So we'll see how that pans out. Gronk finally fell out of the top four <laughs> after <laughs> after two weeks of not playing. Well, and I was I, I, I saw this list and I was shocked that Mark Andrews was not in the top four. No, I was gonna I was gonna say because I think he is. I don't know. Oh, maybe he is. I don't know if it's updated yeah. since then. Uh I'm showing he's number two. Let me look at points. Are, do we do points or average? Are you doing points or or no, average? It's it's points. points. Yeah, so he's I show him as number two right now. You're you're right. So it's actually Kelsey, Andrews, Knox, and Waller. Yeah, because I saw that. I was like, he scored 42 points and he's not yeah, he's not near the top. And that's who I was talking about. His that one game, I mean, yeah. rocketed him. He was way down there. Yeah. Um, and then Pitts also made up some pretty good ground. He's he's coming in at five now, and he was pretty low down there. So some shakeups in the tight ends, some shakeups uh, and with, with quarterbacks as far as some guys' names that we normally see in Josh Allen and Justin Herbert. Um, but, I mean, the RB is still probably the most – I don't know. RB and wide receiver are probably the most different than you would think. Do y'all agree with that? I think there's probably two names on each list that I'm kind of more shocked than anything else that they're on that list. Obviously, Patterson and Harris, I think, are – I mean, Patterson is shocking. Harris is surprising. I think Austin Eckler, like a lot of people really hot him. I actually drafted him last season because two years ago he was amazing, and then Melvin Gordon left, and I thought oh, Eckler's the guy, but he was hurt most of last year. I think he's finally starting to get back into the the form he was two years ago after having dealing with some nagging injuries last year. But then at wide receiver, like Mike Williams to me is is pretty shocking. Mm-hmm. And then Cooper Cup, while not like shocking, is still surprising. I don't think I envisioned him being anywhere near the top four. Top ten, sure, but top four at the beginning of the year, no. So well, yeah, and then I think we saw a little bit of a flip of target share. Um, Robert Woods had a ton of targets and catches. And so it's like, okay, his cup, I I don't know. Will he maintain that one spot? I don't think he will. 
Um, we'll see though. If he's gonna yeah, I, we'll see. It's hard to know. I mean, it, obviously one game is a hard sample size to judge anything by. I think mm-hmm. it, it could have been Robert Woods was a squeaky wheel last week and they got him involved or it could be they're actually changing their game plan a little and getting, getting a more even spread. So we'll, we'll see. I, I still feel like a cup will end up in the top, um, top four. And I, I mean, I hope that he can maintain his number one status. That'd be awesome. It's hard to bet against him at this point. Yeah. Yeah. We're still early, I guess, ish. Are are we kind of mid season now? Yeah. I I was about to say, I think next week will be like the mid season, like mid regular season show, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. We need to do like a mid season recap or review or something. That'd be cool. Uh, but any other thoughts on top four players before we move on? Any other final thoughts? I don't. I would just any. say let's let's watch Eckler. He's dealt with injuries basically the last several years, so let's see if he can stay healthy. Because if he can stay healthy, I think he's going to continue to be really, really good. But yeah, and another note that I circled: Henry didn't catch a ball. This week and still had thirty points, or he had a wow. crazy number, which is just crazy. He's so he had, good. Yeah, it's nuts. He had thirty-two, just crazy. Well, we're uh, we're going to shake things up a little bit. We're going to move on and talk about our top performers for last week, and then we're going to hit up um, our league's power rankings. And so, hang in there for our league, our folks from our league. We'll get to it in just a second, but. Real quick, Will, you want to walk us through who are your top performers from week five? Yeah, I think there's really only one correct answer here, and it's anybody on the Baltimore Ravens because everybody that's fantasy relevant had amazing games. Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews, and Marquise Brown were all incredible. It was an amazing comeback for the Baltimore Ravens, only slightly less impressive than the comeback by the Millennium Falcons. Um, in fact, just a side note, Omar texted me today at 2.15 p.m. and said I I had no idea what the score was until just now. He, oh like me, he, like me, thought he won and did not realize he lost until 2.15 today. He thought he, thought he had it in the bag. That's which awesome. I did too. And I, I think I did the math where like, Omar said if Mark Andrews would have scored his 43 or whatever he had and and Hollywood Brown only scored his projection, Omar still would have won, which that would have been like 60-something points. But Hollywood Brown obviously went off for 30 points and uh, won. And Lamar Jackson was amazing. He had 40, I think, four or something like that as well. So, uh, you know, no one else in the – I mean, you could maybe make arguments Sammy Watkins is fantasy relevant or – one of their running backs, but you know, not like these three guys are, and they just were all, all amazing. So uh, that's my first top performer. I do have another one though, and this is league specific. Anybody on hold my cooks? Uh, I mean, what is going on with his team? Goodness I'm gonna, goodness. I'm gonna walk through this real fast because I, I, I looked at. He scored 180.9 points this week, which is crazy, and he still had three players in single digits, which is wild. Mm-hmm. His flex, his tight end, and his defense, which, you know, defense, whatever. But flex and tight end to be in single digits and still score 180 points is wild. He had Lamar Jackson with 43.2, Jonathan Taylor with 32.9, mm-hmm. 
Kareem Hunt with 25.9. Tyreek Hill, who had a bad week and scored 14.8. Mike Williams, who has just continued. He had a bad week last week, but has continued to just put up crazy stats. 37.5. And then Gasecki 8.3. Brandon Cooks had a bad week at 5.3. And then Broncos D with two. Graham Gano for 11. But the crazy, crazy thing about this is he had Mike Evans on his bench. And Mike Evans scored 30.3. If he plays Mike Evans instead of Brandon Cooks, which is not a crazy thing to do, in fact. No, not at all. He has he has like 215 points. No, 205 points, excuse me. He has 205 points. He would have broken 200 if he would have played Evans instead of Brandon Cooks. Which, Lassie, do you know, would that have been the highest score ever in our league? I'll pull that up uh, real quick here. But um, I, I also want to say we had the – um, quarterback ranking is wrong. Lamar shot up to number two okay. that game. Um, let me pull up the history. Y'all, one second. Oh, yeah. So all the Monday night people weren't updated yet. But, yeah, the the, the Cooks team was just incredible this week. Um, now, obviously, they're not going to get 180 all the time, but just the combination of Lamar, Jonathan Taylor, who, if you watch that Baltimore Colts game, was also just so good. And then Tyreek – and I'm sorry – and then Mike Williams, uh, just crazy, crazy for that team to, to do as well as they did. So, yeah, that would have uh, that would have killed the record by about four points. Nice. Okay, man. So close, but yet so, so close. Yeah, so close, Tate, but not not quite. Uh, Lassie, who has the record? Do you know? Um, some guy named Willis. Mm, and what? It's two hundred one. Two hundred one is two hundred one point two. Yeah. Okay. Well. Some guy named Willis who has a couple championships. I mean, it's not a big Bruce. Thing. Bruce Willis is that three, who we're talking about? Bruce, three, Bruce three, Willis, I think. Yeah, three championships. Three championships. Anyways, those are my those are my top performers. Well, and you actually brought something to mind. There was three teams that had like stellar combinations of players: Baltimore, Chargers, and the Bucks. Yeah, they had. I think the quarterbacks. All three quarterbacks went off, and then they had two other players on the team that assisted them and with huge weeks. Andrews um, and Hollywood Brown for the Ravens, the Bucks, AB, Mike Evans, and then who was the other team? Chargers, Eckler, Williams, and Herbert combination. Yeah, you're right. And so they all went off. And then I was looking at um, the where, – where was it at? Uh, so for Brown, he got propelled to the sixth spot. He's now the number – he's yeah, wide receiver he six, which is crazy because before this he was 25. Yeah. So in one week he he rose 19 spots. Just that is, That's pretty wild. Pretty wild. Pretty crazy. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's just nuts. That Baltimore game. Just crazy. So many points. They almost, and I don't, this may have happened before, but there was almost three people on the same team that had 40 points. Yeah. Lamar had 40. Andrews had 40. Brown had 34, I think. Yeah. 34.5. That's just nuts. I saw today on the, I was listening to the, uh, to our good friends over at the Fantasy Focus uh, 06010 podcast. Yeah. And, um, they said that the high, the biggest deficit they saw was somebody made up 111 
point deficit to win because they had Lamar, Jonathan Taylor, Andrews. I mean, like just nuts, you know, wow. that, that one game. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Man, so many points from one game. Crazy, yeah. Crazy. Well, um, I'll go real quick. Uh, I thought uh, we've named some of these folks already, but we had some strong RB performances across the league. Eckler is holding strong. Uh, and, and I, I think he's gaining, I think he's going to be good. Uh, I, I was high on him and he's, and he's performing well, 32.9 points, 17 carries, 66 yards, two TDs, five receptions, 53 yards, one TD. So three TDs overall. Um, and then Taylor coming in right behind him, Jonathan Taylor, he's looking better. He's put together two back-to-back solid weeks. And so maybe he'll, he'll kind of take over that Colts backfield, which we all thought, but it's actually panning out now. 15 carries, 53 yards, one TD, three receptions, 116 yards on three receptions. So he had one really big one, I guess, and then one TD. And then third, King Henry, 32 points, 29 carries, 130 yards, <laughs> three TDs, on, and then he didn't catch a ball and still had over 30 points. Was then, he targeted? Or, no, or zero targets. Okay, wow. Zero, zero, zero across that line, I think. I was pretty sure I looked at that. Um, and so I, I just don't – I don't see him moving from the one spot. If he continues the same volume and production, he's he's there and he's got it. Um, we'll see if anyone has can have a big week and kind of dethrone him. But Interesting note so. on Derrick Henry, by the way. I was looking at today, and if you go to our league and you go to standings, it actually – like the ESPN projects who has the best playoff chance – uh, you know, or what your playoff percentage chance is. Yeah. And of the two and three teams, and there are five of them in our league, so almost half the league is two and three. The team with the best chance to make the playoffs is big easy. Now, I'm sure they take in the schedule or whatever, but I wonder what percentage is Derrick Henry alone is going to carry this team to the playoffs. Because in my mind, I think that really might be a legit argument that Derrick Henry alone could carry this team at least to the playoffs. Well, yeah, and that's what goes back. I, I was saying that they, Big Easy had maybe the arguably the best duo, but I was heavily weighing that with Henry, the combination there. That's a good point. And so, I mean, he just so outweighs people and what he can bring in each week. Um, and he's consistent with it. Like, he is consistently over 25 points. Yeah. Yeah, easy. Easy. And so the last guy to round out the week – as far as top performances for strong RBs is our boy, Miles Gaskin. There's a dolphin on the list. 31.9, five carries, 25 yards, not great on the ground, but 10 receptions out of 10 targets. So didn't drop a pass, 74 yards and two TDs. Guys. It's crazy. I, I picked this person up. And so the question I'm going to pose is to us, and we can maybe chat a little bit about this is Gaskins better than Davis. Is, is he a, a better option? for? And I'm talking about my team right now. I'm not going to give you an uh, answer to that question because that just helps your team when he could. Well, I mean, I'm just – I'm just take, kidding. I take re- my team out of it. I have a legit question for you because I did not watch this game. They played Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay went up huge early. Am I right about that? Yes. How yes. much of this was like garbage time? Um, I don't know exactly. I do know that he had – I think he had over five receptions in the first half. And okay. so from what we've seen, most people have done a play script of pass heavy against the Bucks because of their front seven, which we saw with Zeke 
in week one, I, I'm pretty sure everyone they played have leaned more heavily on the pass game. And so I think my hope is that the Dolphins realize like, okay, Gaskins can play and he can catch the ball. We need to put him, we need to center everything around him because he's all we got. I'm hopeful that that's what's going to happen. I don't know if it's going to pan out though. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm, I'm bitter because I dropped him. Um, but I don't think Gaskin is going to score over 20 points again the rest of the season. Honestly, I don't think that's far-fetched. You look at his for 12.6, 8.6, 10.4, and 0.3. Like, this guy's maybe a double-digit player regularly, and I think that's a fair fair assessment. Now, I don't know what the game flow of this was, but I have a hunch. They were mm-hmm. down huge early. They were passing all the time, dumping it off several times because they probably almost never ran the ball. He had five carries. I think they just got down early and he was the beneficiary of dumping down when all they're trying to do is pass and catch up. If I had to guess. Yeah. I just know personally for my team's sake, I I just need a, I need someone that's going to deliver maybe double digits. That's all I'm asking for. I'm not looking for a strong RB two because I have so uh, my receivers are so good. And then James Robinson is starting to perform better and be, kind of in that top tier. I think he's a RB2. He's RB low RB1, high RB2 kind of, and that's really all I need. So I just need Gassings to perform better than Mike Davis. Well, so. I mean, I know Davis is on a bye this week, but Davis has gotten any double digits every week and you're what you're 3 and 2. So I think you need a little bit more than that. Well, you I mean, know. but I've won three in a row based off him getting a double digits when he wasn't the first two weeks. So that's really all I need from the RB two. But that again, Davis Scott has gotten, he hasn't been under two. I mean, he's 13.3, So he's been in the double digits every week. Yeah. But if you look at his actual, uh, he's, he's been got very, there, he's got you there. He's been but very I, touchdown heavy. Like the yeah. last two games, if he didn't get in the end zone, he was going to have less than five points. Yeah. But I guess, Honeycutt, the point you're trying to make is you're concerned. Uh, Carry me wrong here. And I would be – this is how I would feel if I was in your situation. I would be concerned that I cannot win the league with any kind of hole at that running back two spot <clears throat> because I that just might be too much ground to make up against some of the other teams like Chubby Gurley who has – um, Chubb and um, he had Chuba Hubbard this week, but who does oh, Melvin Gordon? So maybe he's in trouble too. Actually, I'll talk about that. That's a bad example, but is that what you're saying? You're worried <laughs> uh, that like Miles or Mike or Gaskins might not be able to get yes. you what you need to win the league? Essentially, yes. Okay. Uh, I, I was even further down on that point when James Robbins wasn't performing well, so I was yes. really concerned. And now yeah. he's looking better. And so I'm like, if I can just get 10, 10 to 12 to 15 points from that RB2. Well, and Honeycutt, you're third in points four in the league so far this mm-hmm. season. So, like. That's what I'm saying. If I, I mean, can just maintain that. Yeah. It's, you, it's, my wide receivers are just playing great. And that's what it's, that's what's helped me. Well, what um, you, what you might think about doing then is you might want to look into trading Cortland Sutton. And try and Cortland Sutton, Miles Gaskin, and Mike Davis, and packaging them, packaging them all up for, I don't know, Clyde Edwards-Helaire when he gets healthy or something like that. You know, 
I've tried. I've actually tried to get a tight end. To yeah. in, in, I'm trying to improve either the RB2 or the tight end just to get oh. a little bit point difference. Buddy, I've got two really good tight ends, and you haven't texted me yet. So, uh, well, you're what? a different, you're a different animal to text. What? What does that mean? <laughs> well, who are I you? I just have my reasons. Because you don't uh, improve I, my team. Because I, I actually enjoy, I enjoy texting Will about trades. He he's pretty reasonable. I like he, the counter offer. You he, know, some he people is. don't counter offer. Yeah. By the way, yeah. everybody, counter offer. You know, yeah. Say, oh, I will not trade Devonta Adams. However, I would trade DK Metcalf. Well, yeah. Let me pose this as well. This could just be a personal preference or a pet peeve of mine. Would you prefer to be texted ahead of time or just sent a trade request through the app? No, text me. Trade request. Do you want to just get a trade request? No. I was about to say, what are you psycho? Because you can't like you can't conversate about it. Yeah, no, you no gotta, definitely, you text definitely text before the the through the app is just to get the deal done. I mean, it's yeah, yeah, and absolutely counter offer. I mean, it's a conversation. It's like I I threw out I threw out trades, you know, to to start the conversation, and I say this is just to start the conversation, and there people are like, oh, that's a that's horrible, that's a, a bad. I'm like. Well, give me a counter offer. Like I'm not, I'm not saying I'm dead set on that. I mean, like if you happen to say yes to it, great. But this is just to start the convo. Let's get to talking about what you value, what I value, what you need, and what I need. You know. And anyway, I yeah, totally to, agree. to your point, Lassie. Kyle Glock gave him a shout out here. Kyle texted me. He said, "Would you trade Najee Harris for Justin Jefferson?" He asked me that, and I said back, "I said no. My wide receivers are too good." And I said, "Now." If you threw in a running back or if we package something up, I might be able to trade him. But I think he was not interested in that as much. So we walked away. But he knows the door's open. If he wants to come back with a offer for Najee Harris, it might require something more than just Justin Jefferson. And yeah. I might be willing to throw in C.D. Lamb or Debo Samuel, you know, something like that. So way to go, yeah. Kyle. Way to go. Well, I mean, I've just seen it both ways. I've had a few people who just sent me trades through the app, and I'm like, okay, I'll I'll try to like work with you with that. Don't be that guy. I know. Just don't be that guy. Just just who does that, honey? Kind. Let's I, let's. You I'm know, not going to call out people on let's, this. Let's bring it all in the light. You know, it's it's better if we confront this now, so we can grow from it and learn from it. Well, I think I think we've done a good enough job of saying what we feel like is the best way to go about it. So they should get if they're listening to the podcast, they should get the they should get Which it. Everyone's listening to the podcast. Exactly. So guys, what you're hearing us say is that let's text about a trade ahead of time before we send a, a request out there. There's only one person I think would do that. Who is it? It's got to be Bryce. No, no, he's never done that with me. He's always texted. He he is the biggest proponent of texting. Ahead of time. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think I apologize, right. Bryce. I'm I'm I was wrong. Yeah, I, shot I, in the I, dark. And I think you're way <laughs> off there last. And who <laughs> very far off, guys? Is, let's let's move on. Don't want to call people out. Oh my gosh, honey, got your. Uh, I hate it. You've got us. You got to name some names here. We well, only guys, have 16 listeners. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Process of elimination. It's none of us three. It's not Bryce. It's not Kyle. We're kind of working and we're working down the list. That's almost half the league. So, anyways, mm. uh, we we have gotten way off 
and let's try, to, let's, let's try to get back on. Last I'll be, I'll be do, quick. Do you want to wrap us up for top performances? Yeah. So uh, we talked about these two guys, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. They combined for 50 points. That was the most of any backfield um, fantasy wise. Both of them are argue. I mean, they and they split that. Like Hub or Hunt was um, twenty five point nine, and Chubb was twenty five. Even I think. Um, so they're both. John, you know, we visited this early earlier in the uh, the season. Are they still the top duo as of now? Do I did, I to- I'm assuming so. I didn't actually look at their total points for, but they've got to be. I mean, they're they're right there, and the, I think they're both top ten running backs. Um, and they're both RB ones. I mean, like we were talking very early about hunt, how he was a flex, maybe an RB two because of his volume of rece- receptions. He is flat out could be an RB one. I mean, he's not, you know, he's not a Derrick Henry or an Austin Eckler, but he is, he and Chubb both are RB ones. It's just nuts. Um, the next closest backfields were Dallas and Tampa Bay in the low and they were in the low forties. So, um, mm. anyway, I, I didn't look at overall like season long. I bet that I, I would, They've got no, to be I, the top. So yeah, is six and Chubb is eleven, and that's the only group. So actually, I, I just intern Steve just let me know. So it's Cleveland one with Hunt and Chubb. They're at six and eleven, and then actually number two is the Dallas Cowboys with Zeke at five and Pollard at twenty-one. Yeah, so Detroit's falling off a bit. Yep. Jamal Williams is 20 and DeAndre Swift is seven. So they might be number, I guess they're, it depends they're on three. Okay, they're three. Yeah. But then this is also interesting. I'm just scrolling down this list and I just saw where um, Madison is ranked higher than Cooks. Yep. That is crazy. I guess how many games has Cook missed? Cook? Matt, he's Cook? missed two full games. Yeah. He played in one and didn't score a lot. Um, I think he scored like three point six points or something like that. Yeah, so, yeah, six point four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so that's interesting, man. Uh, that just further kind of goes to our point of Madison. He can handle it, man. They got to get him more touches. When Cook is in. Anyways, Lassie, what was your last one? Sorry. Oh, that was it. Okay. So just that combination, Hunt and Chubb. Yeah, just they they did they killed it this week specifically, and and more so. My point is that they're both in the RB one conversation for fantasy. I mean, like, um, you know, they're I think they're both in that top tier. Obviously, they're in the top twelve. They're both in the top twelve, so that's technically RB one for a twelve team league. So just nuts that they both have that on the same team. You know, um, Hunt is obviously outperforming what we thought he would. Chubb is right there on pace for that. So, and what's the to kind of juxtapose that a little bit? What's their what's their top receiver? What's his points? Where is he ranked on the receiver list? Like, what does it take for a combo like that to exist? The for the Browns, the top receiver. Yeah, I couldn't tell you, and maybe that's part of why Hunt's doing so well. <laughs> well. Well, that's the point. I was like, is that what it takes to have two top yeah. backs like that where you just don't have any sort of passing game? Because I think actually David uh, – uh, I can't I can't remember how to pronounce his last name. The tight end. He Joku. actually – Yeah. He had 28.9 points for Cleveland last week. But I'm wondering if there was a receiver that had anything. Anyways, could be an interesting thought. 
if y'all want to look into that. Is Rashard Higgins the best wide receiver on Cleveland? Can't be. Can't 76th be. ranked. Wow. Whereas Odell Beckham Jr. is 87. Jarvis Landry's been hurt. I think Jarvis Landry would give you some he, points. He's 93. He'd, he'd be a top 50. Yeah, he's 93. So that wow. Jarvis Landry being hurt really helps him, but I think it is I think it is gonna be uh Rashard Higgins. That's crazy. That is crazy. That's nuts. I mean, so uh, they're just handing it off or passing it to one of those two almost every play. Confirmed. Rashard Higgins. Donovan Peoples-Jones is fourth. So, anyway, that's <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Wow. Well, that wraps up our uh, top performers for week five. Hope you all enjoyed that. Hope you learned something uh, for your fantasy football teams. Um, but now we're going to hop into some FL, FFFL relevant information and we're going to roll out the power rankings for week five will we are ready to hear it tell us what's the update all right first there's no change chubby girlies nothing really more to say except i'm going to say a little bit more uh they've been the best cup lock and chase have all done their job been great mahomes is mahomes but i i think one thing to watch is this team's running back too chuba hubbard won't continue when mccaffrey gets back and Mm-hmm. Melvin Gordon was outperformed this week by Javante Williams. And a lot of people thought Javante Williams might be able to assert himself as the lead back as the season's gone on. So not something to be too concerned about yet, but I don't think this team has very good depth. So that's something to watch as the season goes on. You know, once Chuba Hubbard is down um, or back behind CMC rather, and, you know, is Melvin Gordon going to continue to perform like he has uh, or is he going to be usurped by Javante Williams? So something to watch for this team. The only yeah. even close to area of concern so far. So I, I have one more. Um, I think Lockett, it, it could be a question mark with Russ being out. Um, I think he has less potential to still make it through than Metcalf because Lockett's just this boomer bust, big play, and Russ can do that. I don't yeah. know if well, Smith can. While I agree with you in the short term, I don't think there's any way Russ is going to miss what is projected to be like our playoff window. And so this team's six and oh, like they could lose the next six games and still probably make the playoffs. Or I'm sorry, this team's five and oh, they could still miss the next six games and still probably make the playoffs. Like I, I don't think that's a, an, as, as much of a concern because I do think Russ will be back in time for, yeah, that's uh, a good point. Good block point. It to, to be back in the swing of things. Unless there's some residual problems that he might have with his finger or whatever, but I think he's good to go. Hopefully uh, not. Yeah. Anyways, uh, number two, uh, you know, hold my cooks. Admittedly, I underestimated this team at the beginning of the year. I thought there's no way Williams would keep doing what he's doing. And yet here we are through five weeks, and Williams is, I think, wide receiver two is what we talked about. Um and, you know, I think in the past he's been boomer bust, but it's hard to call him boomer bust because he booms 80% of the time. So um, they're a force. Uh, they also have decent depth with Miles Sanders and Mike Evans on the bench. They're second in points for their last in points against. So, you know, I expect this team to lose a little bit more, but this team should make the playoffs no problem and be a serious contender, uh, barring something crazy happening uh, down the end of the, at the end of the line here. Only hold maybe tied in. Would you say that? Uh, yeah, I think there is a little bit of a hole there. Um, but I think they're so good in other yeah. places that mm-hmm. 
it's not as and, and tight end is not as much of a concern as running back too, right? So yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I think I think they're gonna be okay. And we could argue back to your point, Mike Gasecki is a fantasy relevant tight end. He's uh ranked number nine. So he's uh you know, a tight end on someone's team, by the way. Um, next, Matty Ice. Uh this team's been on a tear recently. Uh, third in points four, did not finish first in scoring for the third straight week, but they did finish fourth this week, which is really good. James Robinson's coming on. Mike Davis is still a little bit disappointing, um, but not terribly so, kind of like we talked about. Like he's getting that double-digit number, uh, which is kind of what you're hoping for. And, again, you're third in points four, so you're doing pretty well. Um, Devontae is really good. Also, Cortland Sutton and Miles Gaskin on the bench. It's it's decent depth, and we've kind of panned Miles Gaskin a little bit. But I think if you can get anytime you can get like a starting running back on your bench, that's somewhat reassuring. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see how Burrow does in place of Russ, and if that affects his team over the next few weeks. Russ is such a weapon, uh, but I think they'll be fine. You know, they'll they might lose a game or two, but I think they'll be uh, just fine while Russ is out. Uh, fourth, we have the Millennium Falcons, ah, just a comeback for the ages. You know, quarterback and running back one got her early, down 134.5 to 74.9, heading into Monday Night Football with a tight end and a wide receiver three left, and they rallied <laughs> for one of the all-time comebacks. Uh, and by the way, I don't think Hollywood Brown had a catch until the third quarter. So think about that. Hollywood Brown scored all his points in the third quarter, fourth quarter, and overtime. Uh, for this so just amazing uh you know whatever uh i do think this team needs improvement at quarterback especially with danny dimes out uh i don't think he's gonna play this week he's still projected to score points but i think that's not realistic and possibly flex city lane has been a little bit disappointing but i do think this team is one of the deepest in the league they have higgins julio jones gronk all on the bench uh and possibly eligible for trading so uh as things start to shake out, look for texts from the Millennium Falcons. And as this team gets healthier, look for them to make some moves. Uh, and also, <clears throat> I think this is the best two and three team. They're fourth in points four. Uh, but I do expect them to lose a couple times over the next couple weeks, especially if Saquon and Danny Dimes are out for an extended period of time. So I never thought I'd talk about Danny Dimes being relevant in the fantasy context, but he was – the sixth ranked quarterback going into this week. So, you know, here we are. Any, any update on him? How long is he out for? So it's concussion protocol. There's okay. no news as far as like when he's going to be back that I've seen yet. Uh, Saquon, they said two to three weeks. They were actually encouraged by what they saw in the X-ray or MRI or whatever. So Saquon might be back in a couple weeks. In the meantime, this team has AJ Dillon who scored 18 last week and Javante Williams on the bench. I think Javante Williams might be a really viable option as Melvin Gordon maybe just doesn't perform you know so uh we'll see real real quick i want to ask you a question that probably a lot of people think like how close were you to not playing brown or andrews maybe not andrews because you don't have another tight end that's playing yeah gronk gronk is hurt um how close do you were not to not playing brown so julio jones is hurt that made the decision a little bit easier because i you know some people are like i don't know about julio i mean it's julio jones there's there's no reason in my mind to think that he's going to slip to being like, you know, a flex option. I think at worst, I think he's going to be a wide receiver too, you know, down the stretch, but him being out really helped. It was only T Higgins 
And I do think I might have played T Higgins if he wasn't coming off his injury. I thought, you know, let's give him a week or two to get reacclimated, you know, so I, I decided to stick with Hollywood Brown. So ultimately I wasn't terribly close, but I think if, uh, I think if, if T Higgins hadn't been coming off his injury, it would have been a much tougher decision. But now I think, I think Hollywood Brown might be kind of like I said it and forget it. He's, he's performed really, really well. Mm-hmm. He's been a really, really solid player. So, um, yeah, I've, I've got T. Higgins and Julio Jones on the bench, who I think are really, really good options, and should well, help as as buys come come and go. I mean, I also could have seen you move Lamb up into the two, and then I mean, talk about I don't know AJ Dillon, but questionable. He he performed well last week, but I don't don't know if you'd have known that. Yeah, or Javante Williams. I, I I probably would not have made that move, but I I think that's if if you know someone was hurt or, you know, if, if, if AJ Dillon was starting, let's say, because Aaron Jones is hurt maybe, but I don't think I was really ever that close to not playing one of those guys. Yeah. And more so the point I'm making is that it can come down to one decision you make in your lineup that could win you the, win you the week or not. And that plays in the bigger picture. A win's a win. Yeah. So interesting. But yeah, Hollywood Brown is now the sixth ranked, wide receiver and points four just behind Debo Samuel. So I'm sitting pretty with those two guys. So, you know, <clears throat> next, the team that suffered a really tough loss. And fortunately it was hopefully uh, softened the blow of softened because they found out a day later, but a uh, heartbreaking loss for no keepers this week. Mm. Um, had a decent week. Brady and Eckler combined went for almost 75, but four players in single digits not including the kicker, that's that's going to be tough, you know, especially when, uh, you know, even if even if Mark Andrews and uh, Hollywood Brown hadn't gone off, and and Danny Dimes and Saquon were healthy, I, I think it would have still been a very tough proposition when you have four guys, not including your kicker, in single digits. So, yeah, and Tyler, that flex position, man, I, just not many options. Yeah, uh, Boyd is not performing as well. No, and he's he's basically third on that depth chart. And as Jamar mm-hmm. Chase and Joe Burrow continue to do well, and we kind of talked about this at the beginning of the season, Joe Mixon's getting way more carries than I expect him to. He shouldn't be getting those carries because his production has been doo-doo uh, for ever since week one, basically. But I digress. Um, so, anyways, I think they should be throwing the ball a little bit more, but here we are. <clears throat> um Six to CMC, decent week even without McCaffrey trying to do a better team. Um, but I do think it doesn't really matter how many points your kicker gets when he's third on your team in points. It's likely <laughs> you're going to lose. So <laughs> great um, point. Well, great point. Yeah, that's a tough pill to swallow. McLaren, uh, McLaurin, excuse me, not McLaren. Anybody watch that Formula One? By the way, you should watch it. Anyways, McLaurin, Fant, Murray all have bad weeks. Still three and two without CMC. I think this is the best possible, like, or this is a completely positive outcome for the two or three weeks that CMC has been out. So still be, have a winning record, be like fourth in the league and have McCaffrey coming back, your best player by far. This team will probably shoot up the rankings in the coming weeks, especially with the Falcons dealing with a few injuries. Um, They'll be fine. Uh, Gangsters is six in points for, so they're slightly ahead of CMC, but they're my number seven team in the power rankings. 
Um, probably not as good of an outlook. They have been dealing with significant injuries like CMC has, but Leonard Fournette seems to be a very reliable replacement for David Montgomery, um, and CMC doesn't quite have those options. Tough, tough loss this week to Big Easy. Um, but watch out for this team when Michael Thomas gets back. Odell Beckham has been a huge disappointment. They need help at wide receiver. Michael Thomas might be the answer. Marquez Callaway is coming along. I imagine Michael Thomas is a much better player than Marquez Callaway, so watch out for that. Um, but will he do well without Breeze? I don't know. Michael Thomas, I mean. So that'll be interesting to see. Uh, eighth is uh, DMC, and I, I mentioned this to you guys off air, but this is kind of the time of the season where you might not have as many scored as many points, but your record is good. And that's the case with Run DMC. Their record is much better than the teams below them, even though they've not really been pretty because uh, Run DMC is second to la- third to last in points four, which is not great. So, um, but they just keep winning. Herbert's coming along strong. Six players scored in single digits on this team this week. Yeah, I just noticed that. That's yeah, cool. yeah. And really only one bench player could have helped. So this team would probably be even lower than they were. Uh, but record matters, like I said. So, you know, I think this team really needs some help if they want to actually – like I will say this right now. I don't think this team has any chance of winning the league. Um, they need some help if they want to do that. They're second in points against, which I think is what's helping them kind of bolster their their record. So – uh, ninth is big easy. I mentioned this before, that, but of the two and three teams, uh, this team, according to ESPN, has the best chance of, of winning. But, you know, crazier things have happened than writing Josh Allen and Derrick Henry to a title. So unless Dawson Knox is all of a sudden a uh, top three tight end, uh, we all missed opportunities on the bench as well with Kyle Pitts and Antonio Brown. So this team might have a tight end problem. Too many tight ends. Kyle Pitts and Dawson Knox. We'll see if that happens. But and Dalton Schultz. And Dalton Schultz. And a lot of teams need tight end help. So I know. I think, I think I, this team should really think about selling one of these guys right now and trying to get some nice returns for him. I've tried. I've tried. <laughs> I need one of those tight ends. He won't trade you one of those tight ends. Uh we're we're, we're working on it. Again, Honeycutt, I have two tight ends. Gronk can't help me now, but you know he can help you down the road. He could. Well, and I will say, this team from top to bottom, especially if he can land the plane on what tight end to keep, they're they're not bad. They're not as bad. Especially if Antonio Brown is anywhere close to how he performed. I don't think he'll be at 32.4, but. Yeah, and I think think that's the problem with Antonio Brown. I think you're going to be dealing with a lot of him scoring 40 and him scoring like 10 or whatever, you know, or less or yeah. less. Yeah. I just think, and I mean, Clyde's Edwards, Alaire is now down for a little bit. So I, I just, any team that has Josh Allen and Derek Henry combo can right. score a lot of points per week. Yeah. And honestly, I think AJ Brown is a really good player. He has not performed mm-hmm. yeah. like you might expect, but I, I think there's a chance he really starts to, up his game a little bit in the coming weeks because he's really good. Two years ago, he was amazing down the stretch, and I think he's got potential. So watch out for him to step it up. And if he plays to his potential, this team could be really good. And Damian Williams, the number one in Chicago now for at least a few weeks. 
maybe longer. So yeah, the, they could use Damian Williams to stack some wins, and then I think mm-hmm. they'll eventually replace him, obviously. But yeah, um, maybe this team goes with two tight ends and the tight end in the flex spot. You know, who knows? <clears throat> All right, tenth is uh, Daddy Kyle. Uh, Daddy Kyle this week had three players over twenty, six players less than ten. <laughs> six players in single digits that's, that's just rough. tough yeah it's tough um <clears throat> so tough week uh interesting trade we kind of we'll probably touch on a little bit but zeke and pollard for patterson and dj moore so um yeah we're we'll, about to hit on that yeah we'll, we'll hit on that in a little bit but you know interesting trade at least um and we'll talk about that more maybe maybe it'll bolster there why not we'll see uh, Funky Town and Bird are 11 and 12. We'll touch on Funky Town first. Both of these two teams should arguably be above Daddy Kyle as they both have at least like 50 more points scored over the last five weeks than Daddy does, 10 points a week. Um, <clears throat> but records are getting important, like I mentioned, they're a game back. So really just not a very good performance this week from the Funky Town fellas. Um, I think they need Dak to score like 30 points, and they're just not getting it from him. Uh, I think, you know, a lot of people thought Dak would just be this fantasy monster this season, but I think in a lot of games he hasn't really had to because Zeke has been running the ball so well and Tony Pollard's been so effective as well. Like, you know, I just don't think he's been quite the producer at quarterback you would expect. And we talked about this probably the first week. They stink at flex still. Um <laughs> So this team started off so strong. And again, their points for puts them, I think, at eighth, uh, maybe eighth. I don't know. But it's it's somewhere around there. They're borderline like playoff team if you just look at how many points they've scored. But they just need help. Like they need to get wins. And Didn't, that all, didn't that all come from like one week though or something? <clears throat> yeah, week one they had a huge, huge yeah. week. I think they scored 160. Um, but I look through, and they've been over 100 every week, which is not like, you know, the end-all, be-all. Obviously, a lot of teams score way more than that. Um, but a lot of teams have scored less than that, myself included, in one of these weeks. Um, so, you know, they got beat by 0.7 points in week two to Big Easy. You know, they've, they've had some tough losses. Um but I, I do think that they need some help at flex and tight end, and they should really look into trading some of these really good players that they have because they have really good players to get some more depth and some help to up those points for. So, well, and some I, their other quarterback option came crashing down to earth. Sam Hard. Darnold with yeah. six points, uh, yes. and, and I was so he had a great performance last week, and he was had been steady, and then just boom, hit yeah. a brick wall. Tough for Darnold, but I I think there's a lot of teams with really good quarterbacks that might want to, mm-hmm. you know, switch. I mean, Adam Thielen or you know, uh, Aaron Jones is a really good trade piece. So, anyways, I think this team should really look into something like that. But and then last but not least, uh, Bird. They need Dalvin Cook to be get healthy, and they need him to be amazing. Um, but. We'll see. God, but, but but Patterson is in the lineup. Yeah, not for long. Not for long. That's that's, oh, that's true. That's true. So, um, but yeah, this team, uh, they're not last uh, in points for, I think they're eighth or ninth. Um, so again, they should probably be higher than some of the teams that are above them in the standings. 
but then you got to win games. Otherwise, you're not even going to make the playoffs. And there's eight teams in this league that make the playoffs. So those are the power rankings. Nice. That is great. Um, do we feel like it's starting to round out? Like there's still been a few movers, but. I definitely think there are teams that are a cut above the rest. Um where do you think that mark is? So like one after four, after five. I think it's after four. I think the top four, pretty kind of in a you know. Well, Chubby Gurley's is in a tier by himself, and then yes, and then yeah. the next. So I'd say it's one, one, and then two A, B, and C. Probably. And you're talking about Cooks, Matty Ice, and the Falcons. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I will say I think that line is probably a little bit lower down. I think it's probably at maybe six between. Keepers and CMC as well. Keepers has some really nice pieces. Tom Brady is on that team, and he has been just a revelation. CMC has Christian McCaffrey and Kyler Murray. You know, McLaurin's been pretty good. So I, while I do think the the one through four are probably better teams overall, I think players like Kyler Murray and Christian McCaffrey and Tom Brady and Austin Eckler, who could go for 30 every week and you really wouldn't bat an eye at it, keep those teams in the mix. I think. Yeah, well, I appreciate the love. And I, I, I do agree. I think there's, you know, with those two teams, they're, they're a little bit even a cut above the rest of them. But to me, I still think the clear line is after four. I mean, I, you know. Yeah, they, right do, now, not, anyway. they do not have the, the depth or the strength for their, you know, starting lineup as the top four do. Yeah. 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 All, all the way around. And again, like we said, there's kind of a tier one, tier two in, inside of that top four with Chubby being in, in a tier by himself. Yeah, but, I, you know, top to bottom, you could make an argument that Cooks has a better team. You mm-hmm. really could. Uh, yeah. You know, Williams has been amazing. Mike Evans, I think, has come on the last couple of weeks, if I'm not mistaken. He had 30 this week. Yeah. Um, well, know. yeah, especially if you think about once CMC comes back, um, once McCaffrey's back, right. Hubbard's not going to be worth anything. Right, and then you have that Melvin Gordon problem that we talked about. So, right. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we'll, we'll see. I, I do still think Chubby's is the best team. Like I said, I'm not going to pick against Alabama until they lose. Oops. Um, <laughs> but but you jinx, you jinx them, Will. Good. I will jinx them all day, every day. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so – I. You know, I do think those top four teams, though, have very few holes. Um, and if they do have a hole, it's it's pretty minor, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, CeeDee Lamb is my flex is probably my biggest hole or quarterback. But Danny Dimes was the sixth-ranked quarterback going into this week. If he can get healthy next couple weeks, continues that production, that's not really a hole, you know. So I don't know, man. I I – I just I don't think your flex is your hole. I think quarterback absolutely is your hole. I mean, I right. know I know Dean Jones has been good sixth rank. He's not going to finish the sixth ranked quarterback. He's going to he runs I mean, the ball a lot. He runs the ball a lot. I just so, don't think he's going to finish in the top six. I I, I agree know. with you. I agree with you. Yeah. I actually do. He might be I, top ten. He, he like, might be top ten. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe with these injuries to like Russell Wilson and everything, I, I don't even think I don't. I wouldn't think Daniel Jones will finish inside the top twelve. Well, to your point, I would love to trade for a quarterback. I have <laughs> several pieces to move. He's been trying all year. If you want wide receiver, <laughs> tight end, or even running back help, I've got a really deep team. So, Omar, I want Tom Brady. I'm just throwing it out there. You know, I'm shooting my shot. 
But anyways, <laughs> yeah, top four I think are the best. I think you can make an argument for five or six that they should be in there just because of the individuals they have on their team are performing really highly and are, you know, solid. Like Tom Brady's the what, number two, one ranked quarterback and Austin Eckler's the number two ranked running back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all that's one one team, you know, like that's yeah, that's, that's crazy. So, yeah. So well, guys, that wraps up our week five power rankings for FL, FFFL League. Um, I do want to mention, I, I do want to do some trade talk. Uh, we we kind of talked about how to do a trade earlier, but we had an, our first trade that's happened in a while in our league and want to break that down and just kind of see who who's the winners now, who's the winners later. And so, John, do you want to walk us through what was the trade that took place? Yeah, so uh, we have Daddy Kyle trading Zeke and Tony Pollard to Birdman for Matthew Honeycutt's favorite all-time fantasy football player, Cordarell Patterson, and mm-hmm. DJ Moore. So we got Zeke and Pollard going to Birdman, Patterson and Moore going to, to Daddy Kyle. And it's tough. I, I, I mean, I just don't see... I don't know. It, it's hard to know if Patterson and Moore are going to keep up this, you know, the the season that they're having, but they've been doing it for five weeks now. So, and we've said it every week, maybe not about Moore for sure about Patterson. We've said every week that it, you know, he, he's not going to, it's not going to happen again. Not going to, not going to happen again. Not going to happen again. And he, he just keeps producing. There's, there's not much else to, there's no one else really in that Atlanta offense. I mean, Ridley has been pretty bad. Pitts might be turning things around now. We'll see. It's been the Patterson show for for sure. Um, I feel like Kyle's going to walk away with the win on this one. And obviously, you never know. I mean, how things pan out, but I can't imagine Bird playing both Zeke and Pollard. Um, I would have hoped Bird would have gotten one more piece in there because Zeke and Pollard are kind of a package deal. Um, you know, I, I don't think you're going to play both of them as starters. So, mm-hmm. those are good points, um, Will. What is your take? I, I kind of completely agree with that. Like, I, I think if if I were Bird, I would have hoped for another piece he could start, right? Mm-hmm. So he gave away two starters, DJ Moore and Cordero Patterson. Now he's getting Zeke and he's getting Tony Pollard. And you look at his lineup and maybe he thinks, I need help at flex and Tony Pollard is a viable option. I think he's absolutely right about that. I think Tony Pollard is a viable option, but <clears throat> you still lose a wide receiver in DJ Moore that you can't play Pollard there. So if he could have gotten some other wide receiver that he could have conceivably played in the flex, you know, his, his wide receivers on his bench aren't very good. Jalen Wallace, Cole Beasley, Miko Hardeman. If I were Bird, I would have liked to have seen another player he could have played in the flex because right now, it looks like at the end of the year, for example, have Damian Harris, I'm sorry, not Damian Harris, Dalvin Cook and Zeke as his starting running backs, Robert Woods and Devontae Smith as his starting wide receivers. I, I don't know. Like I I guess. And then Tony Pollard or Colby. You know, like I, I I'm not sure. So we'll see what happens. But if if that is how this trade pain out bird needs some help at wide receiver for sure yeah i mean interesting takes i think 
I think I'm flipping. I think pre-pod in our conversations, I was leaning one way, and as I've looked at it more, uh, he got a wide receiver six, and he got running back three. Yeah. Kyle. Yeah. And and th- that's current. I, I, I still agree. I don't think it'll necessarily pan out to be that great, but still, Zeke is – is RB five and Pollard is RB twenty one, and so that is a big difference. And I, I like the diversity that Moore and Patterson gives you. You're getting two starters as of now, and Zeke is the only true fire starter there. Um, so I I, I don't know. I think I'm I'm kind of changing my tune a little bit and leaning more towards Kyle winning the trade. Um. I just still have question marks on of, – of course, I still have question marks on Patterson, but uh, <laughs> I I just don't know how long it's going to last, and maybe it's going to last all season. But um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I think Kyle definitely got two, two top guys as of now. And so – Yeah, and, you know, you know we – you might not think DJ Moore continues to produce like he has, or Cordero Patterson doesn't, but for now, yeah, they're they're the better players. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's interesting. Uh, like I said, I think this is the first trade we've had since maybe week one, week two. Yeah, we haven't had many. Yeah, and so I think we could all say that we all three wouldn't mind getting in some trade talks and trying to make something happen. So, yep. I'm, I'm right there. People in the league, you just tell us what your needs are and we'll see if we can meet those needs. See if we can come to an agreement. I'm telling you, I can meet those needs. Call me. <laughs> <laughs> call me. Oh, he's saying call, not even just text. Wow. You can, you can text or call. I don't care. Okay. Well, that's a quick recap of our most recent trade talk or, or trade that went through, but let's move on. Let's get to our, Let's talk about next week. We got a week, or we got week six coming for us. And so, um, what? Let's let's talk through our matchup previews and predictions. I'll let you decide this, Honeycutt, as the commissioner and podcast host. I don't know if we want to do a lot of bold predictions this on these matchups coming up, just for sake of time. But um, so, record: Will is at eight and sixteen, and Matthew's at eight and sixteen. And I am the only winning record at 13 and 11 on my picks. Um, Bold predictions. uh, Will got right that Brady went off for 25 plus. Uh, Matthew got right that Robinson would lead the Bears wide receivers in points. And uh, I got right that Brady would more than double Danny Dimes uh, fantasy production. So that was it. Gotcha. Real quick, can you go over the standings again? The uh, yeah, Will is eight and sixteen. So Matthew, Matthew's eight and sixteen, and I am thirteen and eleven. Did I not have more wins this week than that? Uh, apparently not. I think Let's I did. See which ones you had right? I thought I had. Uh, I only missed one. Right? No, you had. You missed two. But then y'all both missed three, right? Yeah, but we, you were you were also a game behind Will. How many wins did I have before this week? Oh gosh, Honeycut. 
You're gonna make me do that. Let me look. No, I'm just. I thought there was. I had more than eight wins because I thought last week. I so had, as of last week, you had you were seven and eleven. So I only gained one win from last week. That's what I was saying. Seven no, you. To eight. Hold on. If I had seven wins last week, maybe my formula is wrong. I'm just just curious. I thought I made up more ground than that. Anyways, and for Will too, I think Will has more than eight. I think you're right. Let me. Something's not right. Right here. We'll come back to it. Yeah, we'll come back to that. We'll update you guys with the standings. Yes, but Will, do you want to run us through, um, walk us through matchup previews? What yeah, we got I'll going go, on for Week Six? I'll go pretty quick here. Yeah. First one, Big Easy versus the Falcons. I think the Falcons just have too many injuries. I don't think Daniel Jones will be able to play. Saquon won't be able to play. Debo Samuel's on by. I think this might be a, a few tough weeks for the Falcons. Um, Big Easy's running in a form. Give me Big Easy this week. Agreed. I'm right there with you. Big Easy all the way. Yep, I'm going Big Easy also. And I think this is the fourth week in a row I've pre- predicted against myself, and I've won two of those. So I'm going <laughs> to probably pick against myself the rest of the weeks, just so y'all are aware. <laughs> okay. um, now, next we have Cooks versus DMC. Uh, give me Cooks. They're rolling. Their team's just better. Uh, I think Cooks is going to win. Totally agree. Cooks again for the win. I am right there with y'all. Cooks is going to take this one away. All right. Next, uh, I believe we have Daddy Kyle versus uh, the Chubby Girlies. Is that right? Yes, it is. Yeah. Alabama. Chubbies. Chubbies all the way. Chubbies. All right. Next, we have CMC versus Gangsta's Paradise. It looks like McCaffrey's going to play. Give me CMC. But I do right. expect this one to be close, by the way. I think this will be a close one. Run, CMC. Run, run, run. CMC. We're unanimous so far on all our picks. <laughs> Jeez, I need to make a ground. So uh, next we have Maddie Ice versus Funky Town. I think this is the week that Funky Town bounces back, assuming he can find a tight end. I don't think he has a healthy tight end on this roster. But I believe in him. I think he bounces back. Still, Maddie Ice is rolling. Give me Maddie Ice. Yes, I am sticking with Maddie Ice. I'm doing the opposite of what you are, Will. I'm going to keep riding it uh, until I lose. So, Maddie Ice. I'm going with Maddie Ice too. All right. Next, we have No Keepers versus Bird. Uh, give Give me the keepers. Uh, Zeke might even hurt this team compared to Patterson and DJ Moore. So. Keepers. <laughs> crazy to say that but i agree keepers league over Birdman. this is my one prediction for the week Diggs has a better game he has his biggest game of the season and goes over 20 points you know i'm gonna take uh i'm gonna take Birdman on this one um just Ooh. to be a little bit different here so i i'm i'm a little bit higher on bird's team you know we talked about him last week and and thought he was gonna make a resurgence so uh, I think Cook is going to get healthy uh, and will and will play, and I'm going to take Bird in this one. Well, that wraps up our weekly predictions and matchups for the FL FFFL uh, league. And now, guys, just wrapping up today's episode. Any closing statements? Yeah, I wanted to give. I uh, should have should have given credit um, where credit is due um, earlier in our episodes here, but uh, I don't know if any, any of our listeners have seen our awesome logo uh, that for our podcast wanted to give a shout out. I don't think she listens to the podcast, but my sister, Aaron Lassie uh, made that 
that logo for us for free. So thanks, sis. Appreciate you doing that. Uh, it's a pretty sweet logo. Nice. Thanks, Aaron Lassie. You're the bomb. Will, closing I, statements, wrapping it up? I got I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> you got nothing. Let's just have another amazing week of fantasy football. And here's to comebacks. Man, yeah. We'll, let's see if we can get another big comeback. Uh, but, guys, that wraps up episode six of the FLFFL podcast. Thanks for joining us. Look forward to talking with you next week. See you on the other side. Keep it chilly, my friends. Follow us on the social media. I don't listen to fantasy football podcasts.